Welcome back to the Trav Says Podcast. A little late, but it's out for this week, and... I feel like Tuesdays become the new Wednesday, or Wednesdays become the new Tuesday, because for the last two weeks, we've been releasing... Okay, I can't. I can't. Kim has a... I have a, a little bit of a list. She today. has a white strip in, and when she has a white strip, she cups her lips over her teeth and then talks with a lift. For some reason, it's hard to talk with it. I thought it would be a good idea. I'm like trying to multitask by putting in a whitening strip while we do the podcast because then we're going to have dinner, but I don't know if it's really a great idea. This podcast episode is brought to you by Crest White Strips. Oh my God. When you have great white teeth, there's nothing that makes them more, more white. More and white and sparkly than Crest White. I was thinking something with great white. You would just be a great if you didn't have white strips. No, that doesn't work no. for me. Right. That didn't really land. Didn't land. <laughs> um, can we get into the show? Okay, let's do it. Welcome to the show. Back to the show. We're Kim and Erin. We're your hosts, Steve's with the most Steve's. And we're healthcare travelers and entrepreneurs and all the things. And before I was really interrupted about my great white teeth, what I was trying to say is we usually release episodes every Tuesday, but the last couple of weeks have been Wednesday because life's just been weird and here we are. But we're also recording this on Wednesday <laughs> night, oh, so wait. are we going to like release it today? Oh or? gosh, no, it'll come out Thursday. So Okay, so here we go. Yeah. Um, and that being said, we talked about it on the previous episode, but... We are going to start scheduling some interviews. We have some fun interviews with other travelers where they're going to be sharing their stories and stuff, which we're really excited about. And when we get home, we're leaving for TravCon on Sunday. And so when we get home, we are going to start the process of doing these interviews. So you can look forward to having some new voices to listen to, new stories. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be... I'm excited about it. It's um, going to be... I'm super excited just because one, as an individual, I've been wanting to improve my question asking skills. And when it's just you and I talking, it's it's easy, right? I know usually the answers. Yeah, no one cares. Right. Just... And so and then on top of that, like past interviews we've done, we've kind of had like a question, like we've had some an agenda that we wanted to get through, right? Like some topics. And like this is just more free and Yeah. It's going to be good for us. I, I cannot wait to hear these stories um, of the beginning and, and diving into it and just being able to really dive into people's stories. It's going to be fun. It's going to be like happy hour with the Gibsons. Um, so that will be fun. But next week while we're in Vegas, we are not going to... There won't be a new episode. So next week... This is, this is kind of your episode. That's why we release it on Thursday. Oh, perfect. It's a bridge. You can go back and like listen to... like old ones if you're new we have a lot of great content (laughs) you can go through okay so what are we talking about today well uh, we've been joking around well number one i think this is a good start right because you you introduce you're like we're healthcare travelers and entrepreneurs and lately kim and i have been listening oh my god it just slipped my mind uh what's the name of the book oh take the leap take the leap and who's the author he has like a weird name oh it's gonna... dick winston oh my god <laughs> buddy 
when you make up stuff, like where it do just you comes no, to me. but where do you come up with this? Because that's not even close. Well, I had D on the mind, so there that there you go with that. Okay, so I don't what know what did you say his name was? Dick Winston. Okay, his real name is Gino Wickman. Close, so, <laughs> close. Gino Dick. I mean Wick Dick. There you go. I knew it was coming from somewhere. Okay, so Gino Wickman, entrepreneurial leap, and it's been really interesting because. He's basically, he's a dude that I wish I had, like, locked away in a closet that I could just, like, release him every once in a while and, and feed him for every information. Every once in a while, like, all day, bro. Yeah. Just, like, drill him under, like, a heat lamp. Yeah, his passion is to literally help entrepreneurs build and, and decide if they actually are entrepreneurs and allow people the exit door that think they're entrepreneurs because it's a cool word it's a buzzword it's a cool thing that people want to do but like he said what is it like there's a small part of the population that's actually built um for entrepreneurship and he gives like an assessment and like years and years and years and you know nineteen thousand companies and and more have used this you know process um and so it's been interesting we've been listening to it for our nightly book club um that kim and i have been doing um and it's it's been really cool so we passed the assessment at a 91 and 92 percent um for entrepreneurs to have the qualities to be an entrepreneur and like kim said kim said there was no doubt i didn't need no assessment no i said before we did it it's so funny because like you know i think some people are born with the entrepreneurial spirit or they're not right like you have this you know fire within you to create right like you you we have a lot of ideas we want to put them into action we find fun in that we find it exciting or passionate about it like sitting home and drawing on whiteboards and coming up with fun ideas and being creative with things like that's like a rocking night for us like you throw in like some tequila oh game over right and so for us we've always been like that and not everybody feels like that right so like that like so it's an interesting thing like It's not for everybody, but he really, so to go back to what you said, I was like a hundred percent. There's nothing in me that anybody could ever tell me that I don't have the entrepreneurial spirit or drive because it's in like my soul. Like I feel it. You, it's, it's a feeling you have and it's exciting. And you were like, uh, well, like, can we just like listen to what he has to say? And I'm like, of course I want to lit, like, of course I'm listening to what he says. But my point was that. I know we're, I just know in my heart, like, that we are, like, built for this. And so then we go through the whole process of the book, or the assessment. And we, of course, every, he has six things. And he's like, if you do not have all six of these things, you are not an entrepreneur. And the reason he's doing this is because entrepreneurship is very hard there's a lot of risk there's a lot of you know pivoting and changing things and things don't work out and all like it's a it's a rocky road right it's not just this easy clock in and clock out life and it's not for everybody so he really wants to discourage people from taking this route if they're not meant for it and 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 trying to give you that perspective if if you really are you're not don't waste your time because it's going to be whatever, if you're not built for it, it's not gonna be fun. Anyways, went through the assessment and basically had all six things, ace the assessment and ace it in a way of just like, I I, I know, like we were built for this motherfucker, you <laughs> right. know? Well, it, it brings up, it brought up an interesting thought process that you can take into life and, and it 
boiled out to me in this assessment Mm -hmm. and it was your your the way that you go about things and I think it's why it makes us such a good team thank god I have you on my side because you actually asked me a question that said so you're telling me that if he said six traits and you didn't have one you would immediately think that you're not an entrepreneur and that like really registered with me and your answer was just like, I don't care what he says. I know this to my core. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this dude has built his you know whole business and he's a master at this and has helped companies grow from you know one million to a hundred million. you know like he knows what he's doing and proven process, scientific and also real world, right? And so I tend to be like interesting. My thought process is, well, maybe if he says if he says one that I know I don't have deep down, I would have to possibly evaluate, right? Like, where does that sit? And is that something that's going to hold me back or not? Where you were just like adamant. Like, it doesn't matter what he says. And I think that's an interesting thought process to have just going through life, right? And it's funny because it's got me thinking like, wow, like, I want to be like that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't know. I guess that was a compliment. Yeah. Um, it's a compliment. Well, I get, but with a, the differences as well. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I think for me, I, I'm so connected to feeling that I don't doubt things when I feel something. Like, I think that's one thing I've always been really good at is, you know, People are always going to have an opinion. People are going to tell you, you have to do it this way. You should do it this way. This is the way. Like, especially in the entrepreneurial world, like, you know, market this way, write this way, say it this way. This is the process. And I've always been like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to do what feels good to me because I have to be authentically me. And I'm going to go with my feeling on this. And that doesn't mean I don't want to be open-minded to hearing other ways of doing things. But I think it's just... I don't, I don't doubt when I have a feeling, right? Like when I'm just like, no, I know we're made for this. I know we're meant for this. Now, granted, I like might not ever build a hundred million dollar company, nor do I want to, but do I ever doubt that I'm not here to create in this world and to put my passions into action to help serve other people? That is a hundred percent instilled in who I am. And if you want to call that an entrepreneur or not, to me, it didn't matter. I'm like, I'm going to create and put into the world regardless if I have these six things he says I have to have in order to be an entrepreneur. And that was kind of my, what I meant by it, really. Well, I guess like it was a compliment, but it was also like my way of, see, I'm trying to get better at asking questions, so I didn't word it very well, but just like diving into that and understanding the depths of that, because we haven't, I never even asked you that question. It's just been something that's been sitting with me. Mm-hmm. And so, because I agree with you, and I think now that you said it, I can see that in myself. I'm never going to stop being creative and, and, and mailing myself letters for, you know, inventions that I think I have. Um, and being in that creative process, having a whiteboard, even if I wasn't building a $100 million company, right? Like you said, I'm not trying to, to fly private jets around the world and build these huge companies. So it's about knowing, like, what you want. And I do agree with you and I do resonate with that and so that's very helpful even for me to be able to process in my brain is just like yes I would do this anyway exactly right because as long as I'm helping people inspiring people and using my creativity I don't care if it's a business or not that's what I'm going to do 
Yeah. I don't need someone to tell me what I am. I know what I am and I know how I feel. I, I, I love this book, right? So it was going, like, I love the book. I think it's filled with so much great advice and, um, guidance and wisdom. And I really like him. So I like the book itself. Like it's just, it was just, and I'm open-minded to hear what he has to say because even though, yes, we did check all the boxes, right? We checked all six and we're like, it confirmed what we already knew to be true. Um, it's also like being honest about, great, even though, yes, I fall into this group here, what can be improved on? Correct. What can I work on? What needs work? So like I'm, I want to be, and I am, I think, for the most part, it's something I have to be more open or work on is being more open-minded and, and like taking more in instead of just kind of being like, no, I know what's best. Mm. So that is something that I'm working on because I'm very, I go with my gut, but I also need to be more open to what other people want to share and kind of take what I want, leave what I don't and not just be like, no, I know what's best. Well, no, it's, that can be my personality. But on a funny, on a funny side, funny and serious, it, we've been doing a lot of meetings with the, you know, the teams that we've been working with to help us improve. And a lot of them have been video and there's been moments that I hear them starting to talk and I'm like so nervous because I know what you're doing. I'm like growling at that. Growling your reaction, the eye rolling, the hurry it up. Like it's like a shutdown kind of deal of yeah. just like, I don't want to hear it. I don't care what you have to say. I know it's right and I'm going to go with it, which is beautiful that you're that confident in like what you're doing. And I think I'm trying to be, you're trying to be more open-minded to listening to what people have to say, but not letting them go down a wild goose chase that of, I know isn't of right. hours and hours of explaining when you know it's not right. Right. Versus like the gut knowing to shut them down kind of deal and know where you want to go. But what I was going to say was I'm working on the opposite of not letting them go because a lot of times I'm like, interesting, I want to hear what they have to say because maybe I'm missing something and I'm very open to that type of conversation but I also have the uh, feeling of growing up in sports, everything is templated, right? Like you hit like this, right? You can have your own stance, but there's technique to yeah. it. And I believe there's technique in growing a business as well. So that's where I get lost. And like they are successful. They followed this template. They did this and did that. Let's infuse our own thing in there. And I go on that route where you're just like, no. Well, and, and I'm not saying you don't follow, well, no, I would never follow a template. I'm not saying you don't pull from people's wisdom and guidance and you apply it how it fits into your, what works for you, right? Like when, and I think that the example I was going to give, which like when you were, when we, so, okay, let me roll. <laughs> Jesus. Um, an example of that is we just had a call uh, the other day with our website designer who we love and um, but he can really go on and on and on and go all over the place and we don't really feel like he's listening to what we're saying and we had a very clear vision it was all laid out um, and so I was getting super frustrated because I'm like listen I'm not here to waste my time this is our vision. This is what we want. We don't need to spend all of this time going in circles around things that you and I know like make no sense for us, right? It's just like 
So you just like honestly, you want, if I was like talking to you, if you and I were sitting at dinner, I would be like, babe, put a pin in that. Doesn't matter. That has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. Like right, I would have just been very. You would have shut me down quick. Hundred percent. And with whoa, what was that? I have no idea. Oh, that was the table. Um, but with him, I'm trying to be nice, professional, which, which again, professional, which is just funny because like. You're my husband. I love you more than anybody in the world. If anybody, I should have the most patience and love with you, right? right? Which is interesting where some random dude who I don't even freaking know nor care about, which I do. Okay, I'm being... Wow. Of, of course I do, but I'm saying not to any level of like, right. I should be more like, hey. But he's also somebody that it's hard to get a word in edgewise. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of get in there. My point with all of that was I remember we were kind of frustrated after that conversation. And I asked you, you know, why didn't, cause I felt like I kind of kept jumping in there to try to reroute the conversation to bring it back to like what we were trying to focus on. And 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 you kind of weren't jumping in there or, or saying anything. And I remember I asked you, I said, why, um, you know, did you not say anything? And you were like, well, I was just trying to kind of listen to what he was saying to see if there was anything in there that I could take away from it. Mm -hmm. And that's like the perfect example of, I think that we're a good balance in that way because, you know, you are very open-minded and you do listen and you, and, and you do kind of take everything in and then you can sort through things quickly or not so quickly, I guess, <laughs> where I'm very like, kind of clear concise let's get to the point let's you know like let's let's go like let's i i don't do uh ring around the rosy type of shit mm -hmm. like or add stuff where you're all over the place like it's hard for me to follow because i'm a very like um i don't know the word i focused i guess yeah well it's just funny and you are too but i'm just saying you're more open-minded than or open to yeah i can that. i can appreciate the tangents more which is funny because this podcast is like all tangents and I'm like, I only in focus and like only talk, but like, well, it's also funny. coming from somebody that sits in front of a, a bullet pointed list almost every podcast. Um, no, that's, but you, you should have points of what you want to talk about. I think that's super important. Like, I don't think you should just ever show up to a live stream. So we do lives in our Facebook group. Um, you know, with the healthcare travelers, we have this podcast. I never, ever think you should show up to anything completely unprepared without what are you, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course you should have an outline. Of course you should have bullet points. And then I feel like the, the dance is to weave in and out of those bullet points to create conversation. I don't feel like you just stick, like go down at like, dun -dun 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 -dun, but you should definitely have organization and direction when you're going somewhere. I agree with you. You should never just ramble. Yeah. Okay. So that just made me sound like I just want to like get on and ramble about the shit. Like, well, you were saying this is coming from somebody who sits with a bullet point list. Right, but you're also saying you're focused. That's what you, the point you were giving was that you're a focused individual. Yeah. And so I was like, of course you are. You sit with a bullet pointed list where I know what's on that list, but I like to know that you're gonna like hit your points. And then I have the things that I want to say behind those points, but I don't have the bullet points. Right. Because I like to write things out, which is not good. God, no. I mean, <laughs> oh my, if you could see some of the <laughs> trainings we've done, 
uh, just different, like even podcasts. Like I, again, like I literally will write a bullet point. Like I'll have book one club. word. I'll have Travcon. I'll, you know, just things that I remember. Like, oh yeah, I wanted to touch on this. I like let's get into this a little bit. Aaron will have five paragraphs. It's basically I'm just, like what is happening. It could go on a teleprompter. Like it's yeah. one of the yeah. Where you're just like I a it's so small I can't even see it or read it and like. Like, so I don't work like that at all, but like you do, it helps you. Like when we're recording, um, we just recorded some new videos for our website and you know, I'll have mine that's kind of short bullet points and yours will be more lengthy and stuff. And like, it just works for you, but that doesn't work for me. So interesting how that is. But I wanted to just say this one thing. I'm full sweat. I'm wearing a sweater crop top. And, and sweatpants. And sweatpants. And we've turned our air conditioning off again because it's so loud when we're recording. And I'm, I have yeah. sweat dripping down my boobs yeah. as we speak. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. You're glistening. Like I lift up my shoe or my hands and my nipples just come out. It's, <laughs> it, it's quite a show. Okay. Oh, and we're gonna but start. She did that today and then lifted her arms up and then said party trick. And I'm like. <laughs> Okay, interesting. It is a party track. I mean, yeah. Party of two. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, which is funny because we're, we want to start doing a video podcast. So we're going to start <laughs> recording the podcast so you can watch it also. And I'm like, well, I guess I can't do that on with my nipples hanging out. No party tricks I mean, on YouTube. Some people might like that, but... Uh, YouTube will shut it down, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wanted to circle back really quick to... Because I know we were talking about... we Again... Uh, we're not doing a bullet. We have no bullet points for this podcast. Aaron's like, I want to do like a impromptu podcast where uh, we'll just say things. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. And it wasn't impromptu. It was improv. Oh, improv. Right. <laughs> That's what it because was. you always say Wait. you're bad at improv. <laughs> yeah. So. And you're very noisy, by the way. <laughs> I can't help it. So it's life. Like life's happening. Mimi's drinking water. We've got things falling off the couch. My tits are out like things are happening computers it's, it's dying yeah. yeah um so we have no bullet points or anything we are going to touch on uh i don't know how we got into this whole entrepreneurial thing <laughs> uh but we are going to touch on uh like aaron's first day and like that kind of stuff and just and just get into that a little bit but anyway so i have no bullet points but what i wanted to circle back to <laughs> you're, I, you're making them I, as we speak i wrote a note oh my God. <laughs> I wrote a note of something I wanted to circle back to. Um, that we're talking about all this entrepreneurial stuff because we started with this book. But how I can relate to it too. When we, when you were saying like I, I kind of go with my instincts. And even if somebody tells me something that could be a professional or could be somebody I respect or trust. And they're saying something but my gut is telling me different. Right? That's, that's basically what we're talking about. That's how we felt when we started healthcare traveling too, right? Mm. And I think this, uh, like that feeling goes into all areas of life. We're just specifically talking about entrepreneurship, but you know, when we started traveling again, we've said this many times, but everybody was like, no, don't go. What are you doing? It's career suicide. Like you know, you guys are, you know, you're grown. Like, why are you selling everything? Like, what are you thinking? You guys are crazy. And we could have listened to that because these were people surrounding us that loved us. It was family. It was friends. It was um, people we worked with, mentors. 
But what happened? We went with our gut because even though, again, nothing made sense, we really on paper should never have traveled, was like kind of crazy. Our guts were screaming like, no, guys, you got to go. You got to do this. You got to do this. And I'm so glad that we didn't listen to all of those people because guess what? You and I already knew the answers within us. And that was our gut telling us, no, keep going. Keep listening to yourself because you guys know what's right for you. And so I feel like that applied to kind of what we were talking about. I was like, I feel like that when I, I don't always have a gut feeling, but when I do and I'm like, no, I, this just doesn't feel right. What you're saying just doesn't click with what I'm feeling. I really have learned to trust that. And I think that's where that comes from. Well, no, that's a really good point. And bringing that back, it's so palpable, right? That feeling of, of just like everybody saying no. The, the money situation, like the fact that we have to pay to sell our house where we thought we were going to have a nest egg, like yeah. all that kind of stuff, like was telling us no, but we kept finding the yes and all of that because it felt right. And it, it was deep burning in the gut. And so going back to that, because that is something that I've always felt was a cool thing, right? Everybody always says hindsight is twenty twenty, but they use it as a way to just be like yeah I missed it you know but you know in hindsight hindsight's twenty twenty. but I firmly believe in using hindsight as a tool moving forward hindsight in the fact of like remembering that feeling and knowing that everybody was telling us no but our gut said yes and we went with it and it was the best move we ever made and so using that hindsight moving forward right so getting back to that so that was a good reminder to get back to it, to keep following my gut because that burning knowing is not leading me wrong. Uh, it never is. And right, 100%. And, you know, I think I'm a little bit more impatient sometimes with kind of understanding like, nope, cut to the chase. That's not, let's let's pivot, pivot. Like, we don't need to go down this route. Yeah, like serious. Like we just, we need to have that gift and when he starts going on a tangent about things that we just know are freaking crazy and have nothing to do with us, we just need to like, like play, like pivot, pivot, <laughs> like, right? Like something. Cause we're like, get to the point where, or this, you know, this isn't what we need to be discussing where you're more patient with, because you, you feel the same way as I do. I think it takes you a minute to kind of process everything and then you come to the decision where I'm just instinctual with it I think okay so thank you because that made me sound really professionally like contained you are when I actually think it's fear oh it's fear of upsetting him so I'll let him go because I don't want to create any sort of like animosity or awkwardness awkwardness with the time that we're supposed to be getting things done yeah so i'll let him go down because then he feels like wow i'm contributing i'm I'm adding value i'm doing this i'm doing that and like i can coach that along and and then cut it whenever okay cool like let's move on without creating any sort of hostility so it's fear that that's going to happen not that i'm just this patient guy that wants to like because i'm sitting there stirring inside and my gut's telling me to say something, but I don't know what to say or how it's going to come out that it could cause, like, an awkward moment. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. So I need to get better at that. Right. Which is, we just had a conversation about that, how, 
you know, again, everything... <laughs> yeah, you're always like, why won't you say anything? <laughs> everything is an opportunity to learn and grow and and really see, like, what you can work on for yourself, right? And, and so we just had this conversation. So this has been triggering us, okay? So building this website has been triggering us. Um, working with other people has been triggering us that things come up and we're kind of like, why didn't we speak up? Why didn't we say something? Why didn't we say what we really wanted to say? And so it's, it's been coming up a lot for us in conversation. And so we're like, okay, we really need to, you know, be more confident and clear within ourselves to be able to express what we would like to say in a way that isn't harsh or mean or anything but it's being straight right and and it doesn't matter if it kind of if they don't agree with you or it doesn't matter if they're you know trying to say like oh well no like you know in my experience this this and this and you're like that's great but like I don't care this is what I want and just us ourselves you and I because I feel the same way too I mean like I said I if I would have been at dinner with you I would have already bit your head off but with him I'm trying to be polite and I'm still growling you know but yeah. I'm, I'm holding myself back where really I just wanted to be like you know what shut the fuck up <laughs> right so but I didn't and and there were many times I wanted to say something and I didn't half because I couldn't get a word in but um <laughs> Or, or maybe that was for the best. Okay, we do love this guy. He's great at what he does. Yeah. I would love to sit down and have a beer with him and like hang out. But working together has been a bit of a... Uh, it's been bringing stuff up for us. That's all. Like, our, It's been kind of frustrating. Well, and, and, and again, from the spiritual side of things, Kim and I firmly believe that when you're triggered like that, it's a lesson for you. So it's not him. It's us. And that's right. And that's exactly what I said is like, we try to use everything as lessons. Like, how can we be better? What do we need to work on? And we've both been really triggered with this. And it's been triggering us to be like, why aren't we being more, um, it's not his fault. Right. It's not his fault that we, you know, get off the call and we're both feeling frustrated. Like, we should be telling that right now to his face, even if I have to interrupt and be like, time the time out, hold on. And so that's been really great for us to work on, like, getting more confident with how we express ourselves and being able to have those tougher conversations. And it's okay if people don't agree with you or you think differently or you want something different and someone's pushing back at you but you know like what feels right you have to just speak up and go for it and that's something we're trying to get better and better at no totally and again i I don't know if if you guys listening caught this but (coughs) excuse me but kim said that it's it's new to us and working with people is new to us because we used to just do everything ourselves and we've realized if we want to take things to the next level you have to hire people that are amazing at what they do to help you advance and so this has been something we've been working with multiple people in different projects and it's it's the one thing that keeps coming up and there's times that like we've even doubted ourselves by like what we know we wanted based off what they were saying and it almost like what I think set us back uh, internally with like our business knowledge and where we want to go with this we would almost doubt ourselves and not say anything and then it would lead down a path we never wanted to go then we're like regretting it and feeling frustrated so all of these things are coming up because it's new. Yeah. And it's it's a muscle that we haven't flexed and we're noticing that that muscle's weak. Yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. It, it exactly. It's the frustration is all, comes from 
we're doubting ourselves because we, right? Well, yeah. And think about it from a gym point of view, right? Let's say you go in and you do a core class and it's really hard. What's the first thing that most people do? They get pissed off and they're like, I'm not going. Like, that's stupid. That class is dumb. Like, I hate that class. I hate the trainer. He's an idiot. All this kind of stuff, right? But you and I have the mentality of like, my my core, I should be able to do that class and do the whole class. And that is pointing out how weak my abs are. And so I need to get in there and clean my core up. And this is the best class for me to go into. Because it's the hardest. And that's our thought process, which is why we scored very highly in the uh, entrepreneurial assessment. (laughs) little horn tooting but full circle moment but it is it's a point right like most people do that and that's reasonable that that makes sense right yeah to just push that off and be like it's it's them right but you know we want to really focus on that weak whatever muscles are weak we want to strengthen them and that's our focus speaking of the book right we i posted it uh that we are doing like we call it like our book club or whatever and um we were like listening to the book together and some people were like, wow, that's so cool. Like, you guys do that, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, it actually kind of is cool, you know. But, you know, like, we find, like we're doing this entrepreneurial book right now. It's and, a series of four Yeah. Books. And so we'll just sit and we'll listen to it together. And this is something, obviously, we both love talking about. So it's, like, fun because we, like, pause it more than we listen. Yeah. Um, because then we're like, oh, I want to say this or, you know, something to say about this. But it's really fun what I wanted to say was that the first time we ever did this, well, I guess the first and only, because this is the second book we've done together, uh, was we listened to the love languages. And that, I feel like that was such a, uh, like we had, I had read it before, like years and years and years ago, but I, there was something about listening to it together where I felt like it really brought more like perspective and understanding and um, I don't know. I just felt like it was such a cool experience, like for any couple. Like I feel like, don't read it separately, um, or you could read it but come together and talk about it. Because I think what was so powerful about it is like we would have like book club nights. Like basically, I would like make Aaron listen to this book with me. You like never wanted to listen. But I'm like, come on, it's book club night. Well, yeah, I'd were, have to bribe yeah. you with some like a no, but you like were, a cheese sandwich. Yeah. Well, you would always fix me a drink. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, in, I got you a drink. Let's go do book club. Yeah. But you were, I mean, you were, you were a good sport about it and you were interested and like you showed up for it. You, you gave like your full effort to it. Um, but it was definitely more something I was wanting to lead for sure. But we listened to it and like, I just felt like doing it together. It was like we would go in and have book club night and then we would kind of talk about things and then we would go to sleep or whatever. But I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to bring that up of like, I just feel like all couples should really do the book together. No, totally. It was a game changer. Well, because I'm an audible person and you're a reader Mm -hmm. and we've done the same books before with those two vehicles, right? To where I'd be listening, you'd be reading. Well, then I would get behind and then you would get ahead and then I would get ahead and you would get behind. And then like, we couldn't really dive into it. And so there wasn't much accountability. And after like, you got ahead, I got behind, blah, blah, blah. It just ended. You know what I'm saying? Like we just stopped. We just stopped. And so this is something that we stay accountable with. And it's been fun. Yeah. And so this is the first book that, you know, again, love languages were, were great. Like it was more of the process of me trying to figure out what I did after work and not just like turning on Sports Center, you know, before I came to bed. So it was a way to wind down and, and it was a fun thing we could do together, which now has become a thing. 
um, which I'm excited about. Yeah. So. I recommend Book Club to everybody. Totally. Okay. Um, do you want to get into your first A? Yeah, I was just going to ask you how you were feeling with the fact that I went off to work and you were here. Yeah. And it's been a transition. And, you know, I told you, like, I felt like both my arms were cut off because I, we haven't been apart. It, it was weird. So I, like, posted this on our Instagram story. Um, and when you... So... Well, I'll just start by saying, like, I, I love to be alone, right? Like, you know, like, I love my alone time in the mornings. I guess, I like, I love my alone time in the mornings. And, you know, it's just I have my coffee and I do all my good work. And I just love that time. And and I'm really good at being alone, you know? I enjoy it. I don't need to be around people 24-7. So I'm good at it. I'm not somebody who needs it, right? Like, some people are weird. or Not weird, but they're just they get weird when they're alone. They want people around all the time. I'm not that person. No, and you actually thrive in your, like, schedule and getting things done. I mean, you literally knock lists. I come home and, like, our entire whiteboard is cleaned. I know. From, like, all the things done. And it's, like, then there's, like, innovative ideas and all I these things. Being it's alone. gotten to a point where I just said, I'm going to work all the time because I love coming home to the clean whiteboard and the new ideas. Yeah. Well, and I think too, when we're together, yeah, we're we're chatty, and then we yeah. go off on this tangent, and then we go here, like you know. So we're not as productive when we're together. We always try to be. It's always like the best <laughs> of intention. We're gonna get a schedule, and you're gonna go here, and I'm gonna go there, and like we're just gonna work, and we'll come together and have like lunch, and that's it. It never ends up working out that way. And when we're together, we just end up kind of dreaming, just talking, yeah. So, anyways. When Aaron left for work, I it was the first time that we had been apart in five months. Like we've literally been attached to the hip for five months. Yeah. I mean, I think we were apart like one day you when went I went to, to my mom's. mom's. Yeah, that was it. In was it. five months. Well, and on top of that, you got to think I drove you to your mom's and then picked you up the next day. Yeah. So it wasn't even a full day. It wasn't day. a full day. <laughs> no, I know. And you left, and I just I felt sad you know and it sounds ridiculous but I I felt sad and I was like okay this feels a little weird to be alone like it's quiet no one's gonna be like popping around you know asking for stuff whatever like and it was a little weird at first but then you know it doesn't take me long and I got like right into it my thing is when you start and I'm, I'm, I don't know if you feel the same way about me. When I start a job in your home, which is rare, but yeah. it happens. When does that happen? <laughs> it happens. <But laughs> it happened. <laughs> it happened that like one time. No, it happened yeah. twice. When, bud? Uh, Wisconsin and freaking St. Louis. Okay. Mofo. Twice. Okay. Um, and I did have a month to myself in Burlingame. Exactly. No, uh, Bellingham. Bellingham. Okay. Yeah. So rare, but but happens. In ten years. <laughs> yeah, but I. Yeah, this is true. Okay. So, <laughs> but when you go in for your first day, uh-huh. I can't completely relax and like get into my flow until I've heard something from you because I worry like, is he okay? Um, you know, is everybody nice? What does he think? Like, I just want to know how you are. And until I get the okay thumbs up, I feel like I can't, I'm like thinking about you so much. I'm like worried. 
And then as soon as you text me, like, everything's good, I'm like, okay, cool. Then I feel like I can... Yeah. Chill. Well, and I know that. And so I was like, oh my God, like, when can I get this text out? Like, I had written it, and then I realized that this department, I have zero service. Like, nothing. And so I have to, like, continually log on to the guest Wi-Fi and make sure it's on before I can send a text. And so I was like, oh God, I gotta hurry up. It was like 11 o'clock before I sent you the first text. Oh yeah, I was like waiting. I'm like, do, 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 do. Yeah. Like, but then it came through and I was like, okay, cool. So, but yeah, and then, but that was yesterday. And then you were off today. So. Yeah, this has been the best start of a contract I've ever had. Yeah. I literally did at home orientation on Monday from eight to two. I went in yesterday for my first day, and then I was scheduled off today. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, that's magical. Yeah. And so now I just have Thursday, Friday, and then we go to TravCon Sunday. And you're off for a week. And then I'm off for a week, and then I go back Friday, and then it's game on. What a great schedule. I know. But then I have every Wednesday off. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about your first day a little bit? or I mean, you don't have to get into, like... Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, it's, it's again, like, I, I said it in the vlog that we did... Um, oh yeah, go no, go watch the vlog. We don't need to get into it here. Yeah, no, I'm just, just saying like the vlog on Instagram. But it's basically like it's the unknown, right? That's what I've realized oh, yeah. is the fear. Ten years later, of doing so many contracts, of still having the same feelings, right? Of nerves and excitement and fear, and it's the unknown again. Like I didn't feel like I interviewed very well on this contract. I was just excited. That, you know, we had the Northeast in the fall and they possibly wanted Kim for ultrasound. And that was pretty much all I needed to hear. And I heard it was a good working group. And so I was like, okay, cool. But then I'm like, well, crap, what is their definition of good working group, right? Like, I didn't ask why they needed a traveler. I didn't ask any of that. And so I I interviewed really poorly. You talked about that on another podcast episode where you totally bombed the interview. Good. So (laughs) basically that was my fear. And then I got in there. And my preceptor was actually like amazing. Um, I've never seen this before in an interventional radiology department. I can tell you that much. It's literally, I'm the youngest there. Now, mind you, I just turned 40 in August and I'm the youngest person by six years, which is insane. And it's all dudes. And, and there's one female, I think, technologist. The rest is like, you know, 50s, 60s guys and so there's really no drama you know they're just like dude i'm too old for drama like i don't even care like whatever like let's just do the job and so they're all really cool really helpful really hard workers and then the physicians are like the most chill and i'm talking i'm working in this one with interventional radiologists vascular surgeons and neurosurgeons and when you team those three up one of those groups is usually nuts but these guys are all super cool, super laid back, super chill. And so it's going to be good. I love that. Like, it's it's so rare that, A, you're like, I feel like now I'm like one of the oldest in the department mm-hmm. where I always used to be like totally. the young one, you know? Now I'm like kind of like the older gal with all like the, the new grads and stuff. Um, so it's really rare to be like the youngest and... And yeah, it's just, it sounds like they're going to be like a fun group. Like just. Yeah. New York, hardcore New Yorkers. Yeah. You know, Gino over there making <laughs> the pizza poise. Like just freaking. Yeah. yeah. My doc's, uh, he, um, 
I guess a patient just kept asking him, like, where are you from? And he's dark-skinned, and he's, like, uh, from Brooklyn. And the guy's like, no, for real, like, where are you from? And he's like, Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, and he was like, I know what he was getting at, but I just, like, didn't want him to hear it. I'm from Brooklyn, bro. Yeah. Like, born in Brooklyn. Born and, and I, raised. That was our doc, and I was just I love dying that. laughing. It was hilarious. I love a New York accent. Yeah. It adds so much, like, like spice and fun, you yeah. know? You, you can say anything, but when you say it in, like, a hardcore New York accent, it just sounds so cool. But there's also that connotation of just, like, whatever. Yeah. You know? Oh, hey, you like, guys. You, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Goonies. Goonies slash New York. It's like Freaking New chunk. York Goonie. Yeah, I don't understand the used guys thing. Yeah, that's I, a I New don't, York it's thing. It's very hard to say. Used guys. Used guys. Yeah. It's a very like New York, New Jersey, New Jersey. Yeah. Like used guys. Used guys. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that's funny. And then you, um. Like my preceptor kept saying, um. Hey everyone, and he doesn't have a very strong New York accent at all. Um, he doesn't have one at all, actually. Weird. Um, and he kept saying uh, it was funny though because he's just like he introduced me to everybody, which was cool. Bobby the CT tech. Oh my god, that's yeah. My badge says Bobby Gibson CT tech temp, and I'm like, uh, so they had a whole thing with that. Like they just thought that was hilarious, and um, he kept saying. Hey, you know, Stephanie, this is Aaron, one of our travelers. And then he just kept saying, what do I keep saying? One of our, you're the only traveler. And like, it was, it was, I guess it was one of those had to been there kind of. Well, and, um, apparently they spilled the tea about ultrasound. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to get a job there and we both wanted to work this contract, yada, yada, yada. We've already talked about that. So I've been talking to the lead on Instagram and um, basically, they're just waiting for the job to get approved. And so, which is kind of perfect because I've had this week, I'm planning our Patagonia trip, I'm getting all this stuff done, and then we're going to Vegas. And then, so it's like I've had time, which has been great, um, to get some stuff done before I start. And and so they're just waiting for the job to get approved. But I guess they were saying like ultrasound's like a shit show, which I was kind of getting that vibe because... I guess they had like a mass exodus and she, the lead uh, said for multiple different reasons, because she told me this too, like we had a bunch of people leave for multiple different reasons. She actually seems really nice and cool. Um, I mean, through Instagram, I don't, but, um, and then they had a traveler that they had and he left and just said it was for personal reasons. So basically he started and left right away. She's like, I didn't even meet him. Uh, he just left. And so he said it was for personal reasons, kind of left us high and dry. So I don't know. You know how you get kind of your spidey sense? I had a feeling like things sound a little weird over there. So basically she's currently, and I don't know if it's just her. I'm not really sure, but she's training for new grads. New grads. So she's like, we need help just like until these new grads can like get on their own two feet, right? Like they're not ready to completely fly yet. So we need help kind of, with somebody else here to whatever and so anyways it kind of sounds a little bit i i don't really know but they were saying i guess it's a shit show over there and i'm like damn yeah it was one of those things that you could tell they didn't even want to say anything um like i when i said they're like oh your wife's a traveler and i was like yeah and they're like what does she do and i was like ultrasound and they were like oh and that's all they said like you could see their eyebrows pop up 
um, through the mask, and I was like, wait, what? Like, what? You you have to tell me. Yeah. And so I, I got some of the tea, but you could tell they were very hesitant. I told him he needs to go back for more on Thursday. I want all the deeds. Well, I mean, as we know as travelers, too, like, you never know, like, that traveler could have left for personal reasons, and it could be a very tough thing that if you're not skilled in ultrasound, it could be tough, right? But it could also be, like, if you're doing your thing... Yeah. And you're good at what you do, then you just go and do your thing. I feel too, like, I don't normally ever get into any of, like, I don't, I don't really like to hear that much of, of, oh, I had a horrible experience, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't usually get into any of that kind of stuff just because everyone has their own experiences. Like, somebody says a place sucks or this person sucks or they're mean or whatever, and then you have a completely different experience based on your own personality and who you are. So I usually take that stuff with, like, a grain of salt anyways because... I mean, A, like, I want the tea because, like, I want the juice just to know for myself. But for, like, I know that if if I go in, when I go in, it will, I'll have my own experience. And even if it is crazy and chaotic and all the things, I'm there for a few months. I'm going to make my money. I'm going to get the fuck out, right? Like, I'm pretty good at putting my head down and getting stuff done. And I don't really like to feed into all of that because once you get those stories in your head... You know, it, it, it kind of will sway your perception before you even get there. Well, and I, I so think I wanted to... Weird, I guess uh, I wanted to tell you, too, because I think you should interview a lot harder. Yeah. Right? And and I'm I'm totally cool. If, if you interview and get a totally bad feel, then don't go. I'm I don't want you to... I'm also money hungry. Right, but it's also... We'll do and, anything for and cash. I, and I'm there. <laughs> right? And so that's a weird thing that... But then again, we're totally separate, too. Well, and the other, the other red flag for me, too, was um, the shift because they were saying, oh, because I, I said, hey, this is going to be for day shift, right? And she's like, no, it'll probably be for, like, night shift or our third or, you know, whatever, whatever that is, overnight and then, like, the 3 to 11 or whatever, and which are, I don't work nights. I do not like 3 to 11, but um, again, it's temporary. And so right now we just want to like make the money, save the money. So I'm kind of opened for whatever, but it was like a flip floppy thing. And so I just said straight up to, to the lead that if I, cause basically they just need to train the people who are gonna be in those positions, right? So there's already people working those, but like they need help, whatever. Which I actually like teaching, and I like that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know about now. I haven't worked in a year, so <laughs> I, I, I need them to train me right. at this point. But I said, if I have to work like nights or something, it has to just be nights. I'm not doing um, a flip-floppy nights to 3 to 11 back to nights. It, it's either one or the other for me, preferably 3 to 11 if it, if it has to be one or the other. And so she's like, okay, I totally get it. Um, through to 11 like that was probably like will work so I was just very clear about that because I absolutely I could suck it up and do nights for three months if I needed to even though it's the last thing I want to do I could get on a schedule at least somehow some way but I will not at all ever flip-flop just won't so that's my hard line okay that's my hard line other than that I feel like I can figure it out all right my hard line is I don't have anything else to talk about. Either do I. I'm done. I'm so hungry. I'm starving. Okay, so we are heading to TravCon next week, which we're so excited. We'll share all the deeds, spill all the tay when we come back. Um, next week there won't be a new podcast, but there will be after that. And then we'll start with the interviews and stuff and the video podcast. So stay tuned. 
And if you're listening to this and you're going to TravCon, like reach out on Instagram. Let us know you're going to be there. We'd love to meet up with you in real life. Yeah. Um, so definitely hit us up on Insta. Kim and Aaron um, G. Kim and Aaron G. My breath stinks so bad. It always does. Oh my God. <laughs> we had a call earlier. The last thing I'll say. We had a call earlier with a, uh, an awesome blogger. Shout oh out God. to Alex in Wonderland. She's amazing. And we did a call with her. She's like helping us, um, giving us tips and stuff for planning our next Patagonia trip. And she's just like a badass. Dude, that was one of my favorite like sessions. Oh my God. I felt like I walked away from that. Like, oh, whoa. That's going to help so much. She was amazing. But anyways, we're on the call with her and Aaron was like, your breath smells like freaking a 90-year-old man. I did man not say that. You said when we got off. You said when we got off the call. Yes, but you just said to the, to the people listening that I said it oh, while no. we were on the call. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't say my breath smelled that like that you said my odor my bot like my myself my being smelled like a 90 year old man we've had this conversation on the podcast before figure out what it is it's certain times does anybody know why somebody would smell like an old man it's literally like that old person smell mothball-y kind of like smell and it's a body odor i like mothballs i think they smell good (laughs) but it's very specific it's apparently i i don't know i can't smell but Apparently, Aaron says it's a very specific smell that he only smells once in a while. Yeah. And it's like an old man. Which on top of that, like, my smeller has always been my strongest sense. And, like, yeah. I pick up smells. They, they used to joke. I mean, we've said this again. I, I feel like we We're just said dog. this. The truffle dogs. They're not a hound dog. They said the truffle dogs. They wouldn't need the dogs. They could just set me loose and I would find the truffles buried under the sand. Right. Under the so dirt. So what do you think you're sniffing out? I don't know. I've worried about that because they say different conditions put off different scents. Let's Google it. Old I've already scent. tried. Nothing? Nothing popped up. Huh. All right. Well, the mystery lives on. All right, guys. Let's go make a sex salad. Ooh. My famous sex salad. Well, let's make a sex salad and map your own path and always stay trapsessed. We'll see you two weeks from now. Okay. <laughs> Not you.